What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. This is episode 122, and today is a special Q&A episode that I did on Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago. And this was kind of a unique challenge for me because I had never done a live show by myself before. Because when you do things live, you have to constantly be thinking, constantly be talking, so there's not any dead air. With pre-recorded stuff, you can always edit it out or just pause and then hit record again when you're ready. But this was different, and uh, I would like to say on a personal note, I'm dedicating this episode uh, to my grandmother, who, for those of you who follow me on social media, uh, she passed away a couple of weeks ago after a two-year battle with various health issues. When I recorded this podcast, she was in the hospital, and we kind of knew that it was only a matter of time before she passed away. And one of the questions I was asked was, what would you do if you had one month to live? That kind of, as I was answering the question, I really started thinking about it. What what would be my mindset if I knew I only had a short amount of time left? And it got me to thinking about my grandma. So I actually kind of got choked up a little bit as I was answering the question. And you'll hear it at the end of, of this episode, but always treasure the time that you have is the best advice that I can give. But I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. But before we get to that, let me tell you about my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are an indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they are very important to this podcast. And that's because they supply the theme music you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is Twin Peaks from their album Murder Mystery Night, which you can find for free on Bandcamp. Just go to Bandcamp.com and search for the Unicorn Wranglers, and you can find Murder Mystery Night for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also find their EP Atomics on iTunes and Spotify. And don't forget to follow them on social media. They're on Facebook. Just search for the Unicorn Wranglers. And they're on Twitter and Instagram at Wranglers. And be sure to check out their website, theunicornwranglers.com. And without further ado, here is my live Q&A from Facebook Live. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! What is up, everybody? Welcome to this special Q&A episode of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Thank you guys so much for submitting all of your questions throughout the week. Um, Hopefully you guys, uh, whoever's watching this live on Facebook, which you can find at our awesome Facebook group, facebook.com slash nerdcave. To start things off, uh, to to tell you a little bit about why I'm doing this Q&A, Getting guests has been um, a little bit of a struggle over the last couple of months due to baseball season and uh, just not really having the time. So I decided to kind of adapt the show a little bit. It's going to be more about being a little more personable with people, not just interviewing celebrities or filmmakers, authors, whoever it might be. Um, I've started doing these roundtable discussions. Uh, things like Disney, which you'll be finding out uh, this week. It will already be out if you're listening to the, the pre-recorded podcast version of this. Um, 
you know, Cheers, Nickelodeon, I've got a Star Wars one lined up, Ninja Turtles, the DC television shows. Just talking about topics that I enjoy and bringing friends on who love those just as much as I do and discussing those as well is a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot more solo shows, Q&A, um, probably be doing some sports talk, um, really anything that I want to talk about because I guess now you will be getting the Derek Diamond experience. So um, hopefully you guys enjoy that. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, some couple of questions. Thank you to everyone at the uh, Pensacola podcast page who submitted these. Uh, first one is from Jeremy Branch. Uh, to put it bluntly, what the fuck are sports? Because I said that sports would be one of the topics that I would discuss. Um, they're fun to watch on television. Uh, Jeremy also asks, just kidding, favorite interview you have ever done? My favorite one, I kind of separate these into two categories. Uh, the first one is uh, the celebrity interviews like Jim Cummings, uh, Jake Plummer. The others are just ones I've done with friends like the Unicorn Wrangler ones or Steve Wise, yeah, other ones that I've done. Um, from the celebrity side, I would say Claudia Wells, just because she was such a nice person, and I learned a lot of new things about her. For example, she wasn't in Back to the Future Parts 2 and 3, but I didn't really know why. Now, sure, I could have researched it, but I kind of wanted to find out for myself, and it turned out to be because uh, her mom had gotten really sick, and she pretty much quit acting to take care of her. She was gone from acting for a long time. Um, she also owns a clothing store in California, a men's designer clothing store that's been in business since the 90s, which I had no idea about that either, so... It was the most informative, and then, you know, getting to meet her a few days later at Pensacon was really cool, too. So that, all in all, was my favorite interviewing experience, just because it was so easy, and she seemed really perceptive and seemed genuinely interested in talking with me about her career. Um, my other one, I would say, would be episode 21, and I remember that very well because it's one of my favorite episodes. It's called The Unicorn Wrangler's Return. For those who don't know who they are, the Unicorn Wranglers are a indie rock band that are based here in Pensacola. They're very good friends of mine, and they allow me to use their music for the intro and outro to my podcast. And we were actually recording uh, their album, Murder Mystery Night, which the song that I use for the show is called Twin Peaks. And you've heard me plug it countless times for those of you who have listened to it. Um, and we had went to, we were on lunch break, and we went to CeCe's Pizza. And Ian, the guitarist, challenged me to a pizza eating contest. Well, while we were doing this, we noticed that our friend Travis, who was there with us helping record, had just disappeared. And it turned out that he had a uh, an interesting encounter in the bathroom at CeCe's. You'll have to go listen to the episode to hear the full story. But uh, it's... It's one of my favorites just because it's just pure fun. We just laugh pretty much the whole time because Travis is a really fun and entertaining guy. He's that type of person that whenever he's around all the guys, he has to be the source of entertainment, which I think is really cool. I mean, he's you know one of my good friends. I've loved him to death ever since I've known him. So um, that would be those are my two favorites that I've done because, like I said, I separate those into two separate categories. 
Let's see. KS Fernandez from Chimichanga Talk says, What's up with Ikea? Uh, I don't know. What's up with you, KS? Uh, which Batman was the best? This is a very good question. I would say right now would be Christian Bale, just because those movies overall are very good, and I loved his performance. I mean, I even like the Batman voice, like, where are the drugs, or swear to me, however you want to say it. But um, I think Ben Affleck could overtake that, but I'm not going to say Ben Affleck because he's only been in one movie. I did really like Michael Keaton, though. A lot of people give Michael Keaton crap, but I really liked his portrayal of both Bruce Wayne and Batman. For what those movies were, I really, really enjoyed them. Oh, and I see that Sarah joined. Hello, Sarah. Um, but now, I really like Michael Keaton, but I would say that um, I'd say Christian Bale would probably be my favorite Batman. Next up is also from K.S. Fernandez. This is kind of an interesting one. Sneezing is an expelling of undesirables from the nasal cavity, much like a fart. Should we say something polite like bless you when we fart? Where did the term bless you after a sneeze come from? Should there be a polite term that's used? I would say yes. Um, I think because I'm a huge fan of common courtesy. Where the term came from, I have no idea, but it's a pretty genius invention. He also asks, how much wood can a woodchuck chuck? If a woodchuck could chuck wood, he would chuck a lot of chucking wood, if you know what I mean. He also asks, animation versus live action. I actually like that question because I'm a huge fan of animation. I love the DC animated movies. I still like watching animated shows like BoJack Horseman, Archer, even like some of the more adult ones. Which I, I will say this, for those who didn't listen to the last Nerd Cave podcast I was on, definitely check out the Son of Zorn pilot if you have not watched it yet. Um, it was a very nice mix of animation and live action. I thought Zorn was pretty funny. I, I really like the look of it because even with the animated characters, the shadows still have the same effect on them, like the same placement as on the live action ones which I thought was really, really cool. I've always had this weird fascination with you know animation mixed with live action. So maybe my favorite is both together. I mean, even going back to the Who Framed Roger Rabbit movie, which is you know, one, of my, one of my all-time cult favorites. So if I have to pick one, if you're going to put a gun to my head and tell me that I have to pick one, I am going to say live action, but it's pretty close. Jeremy G. Branch, what is the nastiest comment that a troll has left on your content? Um, as far as just this show, I've actually been lucky enough to where no one's really left any type of negative or derogatory comment. I know we got a lot of flack on YouTube for defending Batman vs. Superman. Just because it was such a controversial movie because you either liked it or you hated it. So we go on YouTube and we say, hey, we like the movie. And then everybody else says, oh, you're wrong. That movie was terrible. It's, it's all subjective. If it's your opinion, it's your opinion, and I respect it. But movies are subjective. I mean, they're, yeah, you try to please everybody, but you're not going to. I mean, my taste in movies could be completely different than someone else. I know a lot of people who cannot stand 
Batman versus Superman, and I know a lot of people who could not stand Suicide Squad. I enjoyed both. I actually liked Suicide Squad a little bit better. It was a little more fun. Uh, the one thing, the two things that I will say about Batman versus Superman. Number one, the pacing of the movie was awful, which I think the Ultimate Edition did fix that. But I will say that it still could have been a little bit better. And there was really no humor in the movie. It was very, very dark. Not a lot of laughter going on in that movie. So I think Justice League is going to fix that. I think Justice League is going to be the movie that brings like all the haters from the DC movies back into the fold. Because I think that I think that Justice League is going to be very, very good. As I take a little swig of my water there. Uh, let's see, moving on to the next page. Let's see what we've got here. Uh, Nick Caputo. Shout out to the great Nick Caputo. In one year's time, who will be holding each title in Raw and SmackDown? That's a very good question, Nick. Um, I don't think it will be anybody majorly different yet on Raw. I do think trades will happen between the shows at some point. I think it will probably be after WrestleMania. They'll hold some type of big event where they'll do some type of trade. I don't know if it'll be a lottery like they did before with the original brand split, or if they just say have a quote-unquote trade period, much like the NFL, NBA, NHL, any type of sports league. Who will be holding each title? Um, for Raw, I would like to still see Kevin Owens in contention for it. Um, I will say him along with, you know, I would actually wouldn't mind Rusev getting a run with the title. He had such a good run as a heel when he first came in, and then, of course, he fights John Cena, and he uh, kind of gets buried. Hey, and Jake Sasser joined. Hi, Jake. Um, I, I'll say I think Kevin Owens will still be champion. I think he will lose it, and then he will get it back. Uh, at some point in time, or who knows, maybe they'll surprise us and bring in Samoa Joe or Shinsuke Nakamura. I would love to see Nakamura on Raw and then Joe on SmackDown. Jake says Orton for the title. I, I'd love to see it happen. I actually like Randy Orton. It, it's kind of cool that his care his career has been uh, kind of interesting to follow, and I'm sure Jake will agree with me on this. Orton is completely different now than he was when he was doing the pretty boy legend killer thing. Now he's this, you know, silent killer. He's the Viper. He's hits you with the RKO out of nowhere, which is like my favorite move right now, just because it reminds me a lot of the Diamond Cutter. Um, on SmackDown, I, I will say, I, this is my final answer. On Raw, I would like to see Nakamura with the title. On SmackDown, I would like to see Joe. Samoa Joe with a title. Or, who knows, maybe bring uh, they finally bring Shelton Benjamin back in after he's recovered from his uh, rotator cuff. Because he is a guy that when he was in the WWE and they split him and Charlie Haas up, Shelton Benjamin could have done so much more in the WWE, but he just kept getting bad gimmick after bad gimmick. I think he had like his mom with him 
at some point. Yeah, Jake says AJ Styles versus Joe. That would be a very good one, too. Kind of takes you back to the TNA days of when they were actually good. Um, where, where was I? Oh, yeah, Shelton Benjamin. Um, Shelton Benjamin would be really cool to see back. I know they advertised him and then he got hurt. Yes, Jake Goldstander got screwed. Uh, him versus Styles would be great. Him versus anybody would be great because he's one of those guys that he can have a good match with anybody. So I'd love to see Shelton Benjamin back and be in the main event picture on SmackDown. Uh, let's see. Moving on to the next page. Wally Phelps asks, Is there anyone you interviewed that you wish was your BFF? Uh, yes, I would say uh, Wally Phelps. Maybe Jason Robbins. Maybe the, the whole pop culture palette crew. No, but in all seriousness, um, yeah, there are a few people like, you know, I, that I wish I could see, like, I wish I could meet Jake Plummer in person because he was one of the coolest guys that I have ever talked to. Not just in an interview, but I remember being so legitimately nervous whenever I talked to him because I didn't think the whole thing was going to happen. And this is kind of my, you know, funny slash nervous interview story. So it's all set up for me to interview Jake Plummer. And how that came across was I was watching a Denver Broncos game with my friends Adam and Ian. Well, Ian is a huge Broncos fan. And he had mentioned that Jake Plummer had started doing a podcast. So he's like, Jake Plummer's on Twitter. Why don't you just ask him if you if you'll if he'll do an interview with you. I'm stumbling over my words just thinking about it. And I'm like, there's no way that Jake Plummer's gonna talk to me. But I'm like, well, why not? The worst he can do is not respond or just say no. So I tweet at him and say, Hey, my name's Derek Diamond. I do a podcast and I'd love to have you on as a guest. If you're interested, I can send you more info. Then about an hour later I see that he's followed me on Twitter and he says, I followed send me some more info. And I was like, whoa, this this is a possibility. The interview was supposed to be the Thursday before the Super Bowl, but due to him doing media coverage for the Broncos, that didn't happen. Now, the Broncos did not make it to the Super Bowl that year, but he was still doing things with the Broncos. So then after the Super Bowl, he's like, hey, sorry that I didn't get a chance to do the interview. Uh, do you still want me to do it? And so I, says, I said, of course, I'd love you to do it. But my uh, one-year anniversary show is coming up in March. Could you do it then? And he said, yeah, just message me closer to that time and I'll do it. So I was waiting, waiting and waiting. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Wow, this is live. I love it. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for him to call me on Skype. I have everything set up in the Wahoo Stadium. Um, I'm in the Reds room, which is next to the room where I work in, and I'm just waiting. And then he messages me and he says, you know, 10 more minutes. So I'm waiting, waiting and waiting, and then his picture pops up and it says, Jake Plummer calling. So I was like, oh shit, this is, this is actually happening. So I answer it, and then we talk for a couple of minutes, and he was just a really, really cool guy. And he was even like... Hey, if you're ever out in Colorado, let me know and we'll have a beer together. Now, I don't know if that would ever happen, but at the same time, it was still cool of him to offer that. So his is definitely up there 
with, uh, he would be the one guy I would probably want to hang out and have a beer with just because I've grown to really love the NFL. Granted, I don't agree with a lot of their, you know, ethics with, you know, how they treat domestic abuse. Let's see. I only remember Jake having to miss this interview, LOL. Uh, let's see. Next question. Steve Wise, why did the chicken cross the road? Um... To get to the other side? I, I don't know why the chicken crossed the road. He crosses the road for a lot of different reasons. Let's see, what do we have next? Uh, Adam Gumbert. Okay, so what are your favorite sports teams? Kind of going along with the, uh, the sports discussion. But go more in depth. What made them your teams? Are their childhood memories attached? Do you get to enjoy your fandom to the fullest? Really just curious on your thoughts about fandom and why it's so important to the human experience. Um, favorite sports teams. Um, I'll start with college football. I am a lifelong Florida Gator fan. Um, I was brought up that way, and my parents have been fans for as long as I can remember. We used to go to at least one Florida game every year. When I was a kid, we would always go to the Florida Gator Tennessee Volunteer Game every year that it was at home, and it was one of the fun experiences. I remember watching all the cool animations on the video board. Yeah, Will, Will Miller, go Gators, love it. Um, I remember seeing all the cartoons with Albert and Alberta, the alligators. They're the mascots of the Florida Gators. Um, I remember seeing Danny Werfel play. And it was fantastic. Uh, he's still my favorite Gator player to this day. I've actually had the pleasure of meeting him uh, when he's come to the Wahoo Stadium to do some speaking engagements. Uh, very, very nice guy. Um, then in middle school, I joined band and kind of got... Uh, yes, Nick, I did do uh, your wrestling question. I said that in one year's time, I would like to see Nakamura as champion on Raw and Joe the champion on SmackDown. It might be a little quick, but I think seeing those two at the pinnacle, because they're the top guys in NXT right now, I think seeing them the top guys in WWE one year from now I think would be really cool. But um, as far as my Florida question goes, when I got into middle school I joined bands, so I didn't get to go to as many games. And I've only been to a handful ever since. But I still love watching their games. I don't get to see them as often as I like these days because it seems like I'm working every Saturday. But I still enjoy watching them. I think they're in the they're going in the right direction right now. I like Luke Del Rio as the quarterback. I think he's slightly better than competent. I think he will manage the game very well. I know that might be a, a dirty word when it comes to quarterbacks, but... I think the overall team is good enough. I think the offense will eventually find its way. The defense is already really good. And, of course, I can't talk about the Florida Gators without uh, talking about St. Timothy himself, Tim Tebow. That was just such a fun time to be a Florida fan just because he was such a huge figure. He was a celebrity in college football, and he's still a legend, and I don't know how the whole baseball thing is going to work out well for him. I wish that things would have worked out for him in the NFL, but that you never know. I mean, we'll we'll just have to see. But I, I do wish him all the best. 
uh, with the New York Mets. It was a shame that either the Reds or the Braves didn't sign him, so he would come around here because the press for that would have been unbelievable. Now, as far as the NFL goes, um, I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and most of my friends seem to uh, not agree with me when it comes to that. But how I became a Steelers fan, I didn't become an NFL fan until later. But I was watching a documentary on the NFL Network, and it was about the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Talking about, you know, the, the family-owned organization, all the camaraderie. Um, I really like a lot of the players that played for them back in the day. Like, I love Mean Joe Green, Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, um, Franco Harris, even though I kind of disagreed with him when he came out and blindly defended Joe Paterno when the whole uh, sexual allegations happened at Penn State. Um, but I still respect his accomplishments as a player. And then once I became a Steelers fan, they did start drafting a couple of Florida players like they do currently. They have Marquise Pouncey and Marcus Gilbert. They used to have uh, Max Starks, uh, Chris Rainey, um, who I think is in, he's either on a practice squad somewhere or he's in the CFL. I can't really remember off the top of my head, but um, I actually met Chris Rainey at the Senior Bowl a few years ago, and he was a really, really nice guy. This was right after the whole... Uh, well, the first incident with his girlfriend happened, but he was really nice to everybody. He was out on the main floor giving out uh, his Senior Bowl cards to everybody. This was at Fan Day, and basically what, what the Senior Bowl is, I'm sure most of you football fans know what it is, but it takes place in Mobile, Alabama, which is about an hour from here. And the day before the game, they have a Fan Day. And what basically it means is you go into this giant convention center and you can get autographs from all the players. Well, Chris Rainey was one of the Florida players there, and I remember just hearing all these stories about how nice he was, and it, he really was. You know, he gave me an extra card, he gave me an extra autograph. Um, I went and had my picture taken with him when he was giving those out on the floor. Just a really nice guy, and I actually thought that he could have been used a little bit better when he was with the Steelers. So, I, I don't know, I, I feel kind of bad for him. I mean, yeah, he kind of put himself in that situation, but it was just unfortunate because I thought he actually could have been something in the NFL if used right. So that's why I'm fans of my football teams. Um, some of my other fandoms, there's obviously Star Wars, uh, my uncle showed me Star Wars uh, when I was a kid. I've been in love with it ever since. He's actually the one responsible for most of my fandoms because he's not too much older than I am. So I would always go over to his house and play uh, Super Nintendo, um, watch Star Wars. He got me into wrestling when I was 12. So I really kind of owe him a lot of thanks to a lot of my fandoms. You know, I'm... <clears throat> excuse me. I still, I still love wrestling. I'm not as into it as I was when I was a kid when the Attitude Era was going on. But I do like the new era of the WWE. It's really winning me back, and I really like the direction that they're going. And for those of you who are watching live, uh, this is actually going to be a little bit of a breaking news. We will be starting a wrestling podcast on the Nerd Cave Podcasting Network. It will be... Um, myself, Nick Caputo, and Adam Gumbert. That's going to be starting in mid-October. 
It's going to be called Battle of the Brands. Every week we're going to review Raw and SmackDown, go over a little bit of the news, and we're going to each cast a vote on who we think was the better show, Raw or SmackDown. Uh, Nick actually has a question. I'd love to hear your NX Dream lineup. Can include Zelda since that's already confirmed. Five games, one coming out each month. All right, so we've got Zelda for March. Um, with April, I think you go with Metroid. This year is Metroid's 30th anniversary, and they've done nothing with it. They released that Metroid Prime Federations or whatever crap that was they put out on the 3DS. It looked like one of the worst games I've ever seen. So I would say March Zelda, April Metroid. I would make that a Metroid Prime installment uh, with the option of doing it in first or third person. Let's see. May, I would do Mario. I would do a Mario Galaxy 3 because the Galaxy games are absolutely amazing. They took what Mario 64 was took it into a bigger place, added more dynamics. I will say this, and I might be in the minority, but I would put the Galaxy games, like, they are tied with 64 for me, especially Galaxy 2. If it were on an HD system, the visuals from that game would have been breathtaking. So I love the Mario Galaxy franchise, and I think that it would just add something, like, it would just bring a lot of people back to Nintendo. I mean, if you're releasing one big game a month, you're already going to do that, but I think Mario Galaxy 3 would be really, really good. Let's see, we've got Zelda, March, Metroid, April, Mario in May, June. See, I wouldn't do a Pokemon game yet, because you're, you'll still have Sun and Moon out, so I think the the hype from that will still be pretty big. So what I would do, I know that Star Fox Zero just came out, but I would do another Star Fox game. I, I watched some gameplay from Star Fox, uh, Star Fox Zero for the Wii U. It just did nothing for me. And I think you got to take it back to its roots. Do something similar to Star Fox 64. Yes, Star Fox 64 was a short game, but... It's one of the most popular games of all time. I mean, I can go through and I can replay that game over and over again. It's one of my all-time favorites for for the Nintendo 64. And then with the last month, which I believe is June, which March, April, May, June, no, July. July, I would do a console Pokemon game, which I actually read right before I started doing the show, that the Pokemon Company will be doing uh, games for the NX, but it's not going to be like the Game Boy or the 3DS games because they don't want to take away from that market. I disagree with that completely. I think if you announced an open-world Pokemon game, if you do that, that will sell consoles. I guarantee you that... When they do the NX reveal trailer, if they say coming summer 2016, Pokemon NX, or whatever you want to call it, and you show an open world and you're battling a Pikachu or you're battling Mewtwo, whoever you want to showcase, that would be 
awesome. People would geek out, and you would see so many people go to GameStop, go to wherever, and they would pre-order that system. But Nintendo needs to come out, and they need to say what the NX is. They need to do it sooner than later. We're in mid-September as I'm recording this. And I think that this time next month, we will know what the NX is. More and more stuff's coming out about it. Let's see. Wife's making me go. Love this live idea. Sorry I couldn't stay longer. Love you, Nerd Cave. Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll talk about the, the wrestling podcast. Luke says, Star Fox prequel involving Peppy and Fox's dad would be epic, in my opinion. No, that would be cool. That would be cool to see that whole story. I mean, sure, you know that Pigma's whatever is going to turn on you. But it would still be really cool to see. You can make it very similar to Star Fox 64. You're just playing as James McCloud. I, I love that idea. So let's see. Uh, more fandoms. Oh, hello, Zach. Uh, more fandoms. Uh, let's see. I explained wrestling. I explained Star Wars. Um, I guess... I'll explain Zelda real quick. Zelda's my other top five fandom, and it's just in time for Zach to join in and hear this. Um, Zelda. The first time I ever played Zelda was at my aunt's house. Uh, I used to go over to my aunt's after school, uh, waiting for my mom to get off work and come pick me up. Oh, Jamie Hammond joined. Hey, Jamie, long time no speak. So I would play the NES. My aunt had an NES. And, of course, the two games were... Mario, I don't know why I'm blanking, Mario and Zelda. I love Mario, don't get me wrong. Mario Brothers is one of the most iconic games of all time. But I always related more to Zelda. I always enjoyed the, the journey of the hero, the quest, you know, collecting things, puzzle solving, swords. That's kind of what got me into uh, medieval fascinations, which I think is why I like medieval things to this day, is because of Zelda. I've played all the games ever since they've came out. I'm really, really excited for Breath of the Wild. The more I see of it, the more I like it, and I really want this game to be good, and I want it to be the thing that puts Nintendo on the right path back to relevancy. Uh, Zach asks, who would win, Macho Man Randy Savage or Kevin Owens? I love Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is probably my favorite new era wrestler right now just because he reminds me so much of an old school heel. Uh, he's great on the mic. I think once he finishes his career as an active wrestler, he has a fantastic future as a color commentator, which is kind of what Macho Man did once he retired. But I would have to give it to Macho Man Randy Savage. I think the flying elbow drop would be a little too much. I love Kevin Owens. He's a tough guy. He can fight but I don't think he could handle the macho madness. Let's see, next up here we have uh, from Adam Gumbert. If you knew you only had one month to live, but you were healthy enough to get up and be active, what would you do with that last month? Well, that's got really serious. You can change the timeline of when your one month starts if it helps you do things you want to do. That is a very, very good question. Um, if I had one month to live, if I can pick when it is, I would have it be during around this time, September, October. For one, 
baseball wouldn't be in season, so I wouldn't have to spend all of my time there. I would just, I would take a month off. I would use all of my vacation days. We get, I believe, 20 a year. I would use up all my vacations, and I would go to a Steelers game. I would go to uh, another Florida game. I would go to California, and I would go to New What else would I do? When I'm not traveling, I will spend it with uh, friends and family, just, you know, spending as much time with them as possible because that's really the thing that you can't replace. So um, that's one thing I will say I've learned um, as I've gotten older is I, whenever I was younger, I was all about, uh, yes, Luke, Disney would be another good one too. Um, kind of going along with the serious subject, whenever I was younger, I always had to have the cool new thing, like the new phone, the new console, the, the new everything. But as I've gotten older, that stuff doesn't really matter as much to me anymore. With me, it's the time you spend with the things you do or the people you enjoy. You know, I enjoy spending time with friends, just sitting around watching football. I love, you know, spending time with my girlfriend, If you know, whether it's us going out to gallery night or we just stay at home and watch Cheers on Netflix. It's really about the people that you spend it with. And uh, I think that's really what matters in the end because... Possessions, money, all that stuff can all be replaced, but uh, time cannot. So uh, one piece of advice I can give, uh, just serious life advice, don't take the time that you spend with people for granted because you never know when it will be over. And I think on that note, uh, we're going to end this special Q&A episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. Thank you to everyone uh, who joined in on the Facebook chat. Um, I'll be definitely be doing this again soon, as I said at the top of the show. I'm going to be doing a, a lot more solo things and more uh, roundtable discussions with people. Uh, the show is probably going to go through a bit of a change over the next month or so. So uh, please be patient with me. But um, thank you guys once again uh, for joining in. It, Without you guys, it wouldn't be possible. This show wouldn't be possible. Love you too, Luke. Thank you very much for listening. Um, be sure to check us out on social media. If you're listening to this live, you're obviously watching it on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram, at NerdCaveVids. Uh, you can follow me personally um, on Twitter. I'm at Derek underscore Diamond. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? Um, the show page is at DDE underscore podcast. Um, you can also follow our Patreon. Be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash nerdcave. Um, if you want access to all of this stuff early, podcast, YouTube content, uh, you can support us there. If not, we totally understand. You'll eventually be able to get all this stuff on its regularly scheduled time uh, regardless of that. So uh, thank you guys once again uh, for joining in. This has been Derek Diamond. Thank you for tuning in to another fantastic episode of the Derek Diamond Experience, and we'll see you guys next time.
You've been listening to a Nerd Cave Network production. <laughs>